Red Balloon. <laughs> I can't even talk. <laughs> She's so excited too. I am so excited. We are on our first episode. Um, wait, what's our name? <laughs> we have so much editing already and we're like 30 seconds into it. Welcome to Wild Card oh, Wellness. wellness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for like just showing up to listen to the th first 30 seconds and not like hanging up on us. Um, I'm Balloon Velez, and this is... <laughs> I am Duca Shot. Ooh, good luck remembering that. <laughs> <coughs> oh my god. Maybe goodness. I should come up with some, like, nom de plume. Is that what they call? Alias? Alias? That's probably... <laughs> no, no, I'm going to be who I am. We live in, we live in authenticity here in Wild yeah. Card Wellness. Speaking of that, I've always hated my name. Uh-uh. Yes. Yeah. Well, because, you know... I was a Latina growing up in a predominantly white neighborhood. And so, you know, in school, all of my teachers would be like, Bailing or Belang or, and like Spanish was essentially my first language because my parents spoke it. So my name in Spanish is Beling. And people have the hardest time pronouncing that. So like when I went to school, they would be like, well, what's your name? I'm like, Beling. <laughs> And they're like, what was that? Belling? What was that? Oh, okay. So then it was either, you know, because the Berlin Wall was still something that existed <laughs> when I went to school. And so it was Berlin, like, you know, the wall or, um, yeah. Or they would just well, like, Helen, totally like Helen, like Helen. Mm -hmm. So eventually... You know, I adapted it to Belen like Belinda. Oh, you know what? I totally understand that. I don't even pronounce my name right for other people because it's too, it's the exact same thing. It's what? I'm sorry, what? And how do you spell that? And that just makes it worse because my, my name does not look like it's spelled. And so then they're all like, I, I don't, I don't see it. <laughs> I'm like, a different way to say it other than Duca? Well, because uh, the way it's spelled, it doesn't end with an A. So everybody's like, uh, you know, anyway, so I totally understand that. I just adapted. We just adapt, right? Respect, to, respect to my great grandmother with her awesome name and her awesomeness. Um, we just adapt and. Well, I, am, I appreciate my name now because my name, my name comes from my paternal grandmother. And um, just, you know, honoring ancestors and stuff like that. It's just like, man, like she was like this Taino badass, like, whoo, yeah, let's like own this. Whereas before I was like, can I be named like, you know, Sarah or Molly or Michelle? <laughs> you know, like I wanted like a typical name you could find on a keychain. Oh, my work. Amen to that. My parents were super awesome, though. They bought me. Um, we played the license plate game a lot growing up because my dad was big into traveling. And so that was one of the things we had before cell phones was license plate game, bingo, alphabet game. I'm going on a trip, you know, those things you have in our ginormous 15 passenger van. And they were super <laughs> cool. They got me license plate earrings with my name on them. <laughs> I have all 50 states. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Right. <laughs> I'm assuming they were custom made. 
Yes, exactly. So I mean, then because it was the same thing, I was like, oh, we travel these places and I'm the oldest, which segues nicely right into our next question, talking about our families. So everyone can get to know us a little bit. Um, I'm the oldest of nine kids and everyone else in my family is, there's a Charlie, a Stephanie, a Kimberly, a Valerie. <laughs> oh, so they got the typical, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they got the, and, but I got, and at first of all, I don't, I went by Dorothy in middle school because I, I was like, oh, I just, I just can't. <laughs> but by the time I went back to high school, I was like, suck it. <laughs> I love my, I, you know, I learned more about my um, maternal grandmother and um, well, great grandmother actually, and was like, oh, dang, yeah. she is super cool. So I went back and then it was fun because whenever we had a substitute come to the class or on the first day of class, because I've been going to school with these kids for a couple of years now, they get to that point in the alphabet and they're like, uh, because it doesn't look like it said. <laughs> so they're like, I don't want to, after going through all the Stacys and, you know, uh, Chad and, and Derek's, they get to my name and <laughs> they're like, uh, I don't want to butcher this. So, and then my last name doesn't look like my first and last name coming and going, you're not going to be able to say it right. <laughs> so everybody would be like, oh, it's her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Good times. <laughs> Good oh times. my goodness, that's hilarious. But I love it. So I, I can totally it. identify with that. So yeah. now we're like stepping into our power and like embracing our ancestors and the strength that they had to endure this name as well. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Okay. So Belen, how about your family? Tell me, tell me more about so your family. I am, <clears throat> so I am the youngest of three. I have two older brothers. One, um, the oldest brother passed away uh, five years ago. And so I'm left with my middle brother who I love, love, love. Sometimes I have to remind myself how much I love him. Um, but I really do. Um, I'm not sure that growing up he loved me as much either, but you know, we're what we got. Um, and then now I'm a single mom and I have um, one son. He's 12 years old and he is like everything. Like, I just can't imagine any day passing without him. So, um, but yeah, mm. so I got to be, um, you know, I kind of wanted three kids just because Manny was always the tiebreaker. And so I, I liked, even though like we're all 10 years apart. So um, my brother Manny is like, you know, 20 years older than me. Then my brother Armando is 10 years older than me. <clears throat> and then there's me. So I truly got, I truly enjoyed being the baby. Um, and then, um, you know, I, I wanted three kids. Didn't work out that way. But um, I'm very grateful for the one that I have. Um, but I, I, I always said I wanted three because then the third one would be the, you know, one would always be the tiebreaker. And that was always Manny for us. So I, I, oh, I miss him a lot. <laughs> um, so I am the oldest of nine. And like you have 10 years between you. You were never bored. <laughs> <laughs> 
I really got to step into that nurturing role pretty quickly and I loved it. I mean, I loved that. Um, I had these little people who thought I was pretty cool because it made like going to high school and like with, with nine kids, um, there were some tight, tight financial times. So going to school in secondhand clothes or clothes that would pass down to me from older cousins and stuff. Um, but knowing that these kiddos thought I was super cool, like my siblings, just made that stuff no, no big deal to me personally. So that was really cool. Um, my mom was married and then divorced and then married uh, again. And the guy, the man she's married to now, is the man I consider my dad. He's the one who spent the time nurturing us and caring for us and raising us. So the other guy we can, I referred to, I say we, but really it's just me, referred to him as the donor. And I'm really glad. I'm really glad for that relationship so that I could be with these awesome people. So <laughs> it was fun. And out of the, her first union, I had, we had, there were three kids. <laughs> and then out of the second union, of course, that would mean there were six kids. If you're following along with this high tech math we're doing. Um, <laughs> But it's funny, I have three kids now and I always wanted four <laughs> because I remember being part of a trifecta that was pretty close in age and somebody always got left out because it was, I was the oldest and I had two brothers and it was either me and my just barely younger brother um, hanging out playing and then the little guy was left out or it was the two boys playing and I was left out. So I felt like I wanted to have four kids so that everybody had a partner. <laughs> But I'm super glad for the babies I have. And they're not really babies. I have old, old, old kids. <laughs> um, even though I, I will never stop. Like they're always going to be my babies. I my oldest is 20 and my middle is 17, almost 18. And my youngest is 14, almost 15. So going on 30. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she, she is totally going on 30. <laughs> I love that. But what I love about what about what I love about your son is I look at him and I see so much potential for so many people out there because of all that he's overcome. And I'm like, oh man, if everybody else knew and did some of the things that Belin did, man, how much more awesome would their lives and their kids and the quality of their life be? So I'm, I look at Robert and I'm like, wow, he's so amazing. Belin is so amazing. I'm well, so I the same thing with you, Duca. I mean, come on. I'm like, I wish I grew up with half of the knowledge that you were exposed to. So, and like the stuff, like Duke is the science girl here. I'm like, I suck at science. And she's like, oh, and the fundamentals and the basics and the building blocks and this and that, whatever. I'm like, it works. <laughs> I'm like, use it, it works. <laughs> well, then now you can see why we're together <laughs> because we balance each other out. But thank you for that. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and talk a little bit about our, edu our education. Oh man, education. Education uh, is like I, a sore I, subject for me. You are so, you are always like, oh, what you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just taking this class and this class and this class. It's fine. Well, I'm, you know, I'm doing this. The thing is that, um, and I'm not anti-college anti-parents who bully you into going to college because when i wanted to um when i graduated high school first of all i hated school i hated school completely and thoroughly like my 
junior and senior year, I must have had like 70 something absences and late and I was always down by the river, like hanging out catching sun at the pier. And um, so, you know, Kim and I would like go into school and we drive in and then be like, do you feel like going to first period? No, you feel like like going to the pier? Yeah, let's go. And we like head out to Newburgh. And like, you know, it was funny because one day one of our friends were like, we saw you pulling in, but then like you U-turned and just totally left the parking lot. And we're like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't today. And what's sad is that my mom was a teacher. So um, I, uh, I kept up my grades. So I had my friend Marlene who would like show up to class and like, she'd be like, oh, that today we're doing this. <laughs> and like, I'm like, okay. Or like Sandy would tell me, you know, or whoever was in class would be like, I'm like, what's our homework? What do we need to do? Like, what's, what do we have to turn in tomorrow? And back then, like, we had no computers. Like, it was paper assignments. So like when you had to write an essay, like you had to write an essay on a piece of paper, front and back and however, and you literally had to count your words one by one. It wasn't like you hit word count on uh, Microsoft Word and it tells you you have 576 words. Like, no, you sat there and counted 576 words. So um, I like I would always like we would end up going in for like ninth period and then like running. I'd run to all of the classes and turn in my, you know, like, hey, Mr. Labriola, here's my lab work. <laughs> and, you know, like, hey, Mr. Leopold, here's my like my balance sheet and, you know, whatever. And I'd just do that. Or if we had a test, like they'd always tell us we had a test and like we didn't have beepers back then. We didn't have like it was just word of mouth. Like you called each other and left a message on the phone and made sure you deleted the message before your mom came home to hear the message so that she didn't bust you. <laughs> so when I graduated high school was um, my mom was like, no, you're going to college because my mom struggled after my dad, my dad died when I was 10 and she had to go back to get her GED because um, she had never finished high school. I don't think she finished middle school. And so um, she struggled to go back and get her GED and then get her um, bachelor's and then she went on to get her master's and she became a prof very proficient school teacher for um, with multiple certifications and um, uh, with learning disability, with bilingual education, um, uh, K through two, three through six, um, and she even had um, high school, I don't know what, but you know, she, she did a lot to get accomplished in this so that we would have a life after my dad died. And so, um, you know, her thing was you have to, you know, it was the 40, 40, 40, like you have to get a job for 40 hours for 40 years and then retire on the 40%. Like she was totally sold on that. And so, um, I was just like, no, I want to be a photographer like my brother Manny. And she's like, that's not a real job. And, you know, it was just like, okay, let's make a deal. And, uh, you know, I wonder where my kid gets it from because he's always negotiating. And, and I just, you know, like I just literally realized at this moment it was because I would negotiate with my mom. And so I was like, all right, I'll apply to two colleges. And if I get into one of them, I'll go. And so I picked NYU and Fordham University, assuming that because of their, you know, really strict criteria, 
that I wouldn't get in because I knew I had so many cuts. I didn't volunteer for anything. I had no extracurricular activities, um, but I had the grades. <laughs> and unfortunately, they both accepted me. So I had no choice but to go. And so I chose NYU, but I couldn't get a BFA because my portfolio for photography was like oh, lacking in every aspect. Um, because it had just been a hobby at that point. It wasn't something, you know, I wanted to take it to the next step, but my mom never supported, like that wasn't a real job. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, I, did, I have a, a psych degree from NYU. So I got that piece of paper, which she was very proud of. I utterly detested it because of the bills that came with it. Then I went to Center for the Media Arts and got my own um, photography <laughs> certification. But the, by then I was too broke to become a photo assistant. <laughs> and then, so, you know, I, I did all of this stuff. And then, you know, I ended up getting married and having my kid and then both of us being sick. So throughout all of that, I had health challenges and was picking up things here and there about food and health and wellness. and ways to control and, and modify and navigate your journey. And then it wasn't until um, I think that like, when I found out that my husband was leaving and I was just like, I don't wanna die. Cause I was at the point where I was planning my funeral. And then uh, it was like, I don't wanna die. You know, I, I'm not gonna leave my son to someone who can't hack it. And like exit stage left in the middle of when it, the going gets tough. And so, um, and it's not a criticism of him because now I look back and he couldn't deal with it. It was too much for him. And so, um, you know, I didn't, I don't appreciate the way he did it, but I do appreciate the fact that it was done because I would never be where I am now had he stayed in the picture. So, you know, I went to, I did, um, I went to, uh, Institute of, can't remember what it's called um, for health coaching. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a holistic health coach. Um, it was like seven years ago or eight years ago, something like that, maybe more. Um, I did my, um, through uh, Drugless Academy, I don't know, Drugless Physicians. I did my um, essential oil coaching certification, um, which was a certain number of hours. Um, and that was a couple, like maybe eight years ago also, um, when I started with doTERRA. And then um, it wasn't through doTERRA, it was through an outside thing. And then just like all the stuff that I've been doing and a lot of mentoring programs. I'm a shamanic practitioner, um, you know, and it's just like, you do what you got to do to get where you want to go. And so within all of that, um, I was diagnosed with a really heavy hitter, um, you know, life impacting uh, diagnosis. I like to call them labels. Um, and, you know, it was like lay down and die or do something about it. And I was in a lot of pain. And, you know, like I said, I was literally planning my funeral. So it's just like, all right, this is where, you know, you put skin in the game and you do something about it. So like I said, he motivated me enough to get pissed off and, and want to change and get better. And I thank him for that. Um, and then, you know, you can't stay in that frequency forever. So then it became like, yes, that desire to live 
And once I started reducing my pain and my inflammation, and it was just like, man, this, it, this can really happen. And then, um, so now I'm completely pharma free, something every doctor told me I could never do. And um, I'm here to help other people do the same thing because there's so many people that have their power and their sovereignty taken away from them um, by you know other people in white coats. And I don't like that because I truly believe the body can heal and if it's supported the right way. And that's what we're here to do. Uh, and Belinda's being, she's being modest. We're gonna hear more about Belinda as we, as we travel this, this amazing podcast journey. But I know right now she's also currently working on a reflexology certification and she didn't even talk about AAT, which is something she's taught me and is like changed the way that I um, um, interact with with my children when they're ha when they're having extreme stress or anxiety. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say that I feel like that's compliant because it's just changed the way I've interacted when they have those things happen. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> would not get shut down because of that statement but it's been really, it's been really awesome no, it's fine. and um she also like her with her diagnosis they were like you're, you're this is about how long you're gonna live and she's she's kicked that to the curb and um is now attending some funerals of people who um stayed the course with western medicine and have not um did not improve so don't get us wrong though. We do, do love doctors. They do provide a very valuable service. Some of my um, favorite people actually are doctors. <laughs> um, people who are like, hey, come over and do this treatment on me. You know, they're, they're doctors too. So I love that. I love Western medicine. I think we have like emergency care is, our emergency care here in America is top notch 100%. If I'm ever in an emergent situation, take me to the doctor. So if I'm in a, um, where I need to support my body kind of situation so that I can have a, a better quality of life, then let me take care of that through my food, through my herbs, through essential oils, through um, how I move my body, um, mental health, um, that stuff that I know that I have, I can go to people for, uh, go to mentors before and take care of myself at home. So I love that. Um, my like, God forbid I get into an accident, right. like, you know, and I break my leg. Don't like sit there and put hands and pray over me. Don't rub oils on me. Like get my ass to the hospital. I'll deal with everything later. Yeah. No, by all means. And then while I'm there, like, feel free to pray for me then send me good energy, you know, put a diffuser in my room at the hospital, but like, let me take care of this emergent situation for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, my education story is not as cool as Belinda's. <laughs> but don't let her fool you because she is very wise. Well, I lucked out because um, about the time I left home, so I went, I got my high school education. I got some um, college education and I was like, school, I, it, I don't know. I don't know what I want to be. Why would I go pay thousands of dollars if I don't have a specific path? Um and I just wanted some freedom. And, I, and my mom, but my mom on the other hand was like, hey, so we all live in a one, two, we live in a three bedroom house. So did you want to maybe move out? <laughs> <That> <laughs> graduated. So I'm like, 
okay all right all right um and the the room i lived in i actually had two really awesome rooms one was an old um we moved into an old a dentist house and he had his office in the back in the so there's this little building behind our house that was the dentist's office and when i was older when i was in high school i lived in that building on the back of the property but when i was younger i lived in the because i was the oldest i got to have my own room it was a dark room originally for him to develop his x-rays <laughs> so it was barely long enough to fit like a twin size bed and um not even like like a queen size mattress would fit like a square in that room so that was really exciting and my bed was up my mom made me a loft she's super handy my mom was like ooh, super super crafty like she could figure stuff out go to the lumber yard find scraps of wood for super cheap and like build this loft bed and we got you know put a mattress up there and i had loft bed and i had a desk and i had a dresser and that was my room that was really awesome um there's also this hole in the ceiling where i could stash my halloween candy my little brothers and sisters couldn't reach it so that was really fun too but I, I, I digress. I was like, she's like, kind of need the space. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I want to do. And um, the Marine Corps recruiters called my home because they thought my name looked masculine. But I was like, sure, I guess I'll do that. I don't really have anything else planned. So I joined the Marine Corps um, and did that for a little bit. Can I say and total badass? Because <laughs> my brother was a Marine and I remember him calling and being like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> so like just having Duca, even just say, she was like, I was in the Marine Corps and she says it so casually, like total badassery right there. <laughs> Man, I tell you, my mom was like, I thought you were so depressed, your letters, because we didn't get a call. I mean, there's no calling, right? We had to make one three minute call to let them know we we're gonna graduate at the end. But she's like, oh, your letters were so sad. And I was like, really? I feel like they were pretty upbeat, but <laughs> anyway, however you deal with stuff. So um, that was super exciting, <laughs> did that. So, I, but I didn't ever go anywhere. I was like, I wanna see the world and do something, but the only places that I ever went to were Paris Island, South Carolina and California. <laughs> so like, lame. <laughs> um, but I did meet a pretty awesome guy there and we're still married. So that was, maybe that was the whole point of that. That was pretty great. Um, and then while I, when I got out of the Marine Corps, my husband was still in the Marine Corps. And um, I went to Bryman College to become a medical assistant, which was really cool because that's where a medical assistant just started. They were just started realizing they didn't want to pay nurse wages to help um, uh, doctors see their patients they just wanted to find a, another level there so as a medical assistant I, I worked in this really awesome rural community in um, central washington where i got to do a whole bunch of stuff that normally medical assistants don't get to do i got to draw blood i got to do x-rays i got to work in the lab so i got to have kind of cool experiences like that um and i worked for really great people in a really great little office in a cute little town but what i noticed was the medical model, while it's fantastic with this crisis situations, it had a hard time addressing root causes. Everything was this symptom. You go, you open up this giant book, the physician's desk reference type of thing, and you're like, okay, well, they have this symptoms, and here are some drugs that help cover those symptoms, like to, to make it look like those symptoms aren't happening. And then at the meantime, I'm working in this medical office and 
we're living close to my mother-in-law and she's a really, she was a really sweet lady. Um, she calls me one day at the office and was like, hey, I haven't been feeling really good. I'm gonna go to the doctor. And then she called me back and was like, hey, they're gonna put me into a medically induced coma. And I'm like, I think I should come see you. But she's like, oh, no, 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 I'll just on the weekend, they're gonna take me out of it and it's gonna be fine and everything's gonna be better. Um, but we never saw her again. So that was oh, super. Wow. Yeah. Um, and what happened was we have a whole bunch of different doctors, but they had a hard time communicating with each other. And um, it, they're busy. They, got, they have full patient loads. Everybody's sure they're doing the right thing. I'm, I'm sure. I, I know that they're doing the best that they know how. Um, and they gave her, a, long before her, her medically induced coma, they gave her a medication and then that medication helped with one symptom, but then caused another symptom. So they gave her medication for that symptom, which, which fixed, fixed that problem, but then gave her another symptom. And so she just kept having them prescribe these medications to cover the symptoms instead of going back to, okay, here's your, here's your diagnosis. This is what you, we know you have. Here are some ways you can support your body through this so that it can, can start to heal on its own. I think that maybe, um, some physicians don't remember <laughs> that, the, that the body was designed to heal and they feel like they have to uh, provoke some reaction from the body with, with high, high doses of uh, pharmaceuticals before something can happen. And they kind of forget that the body was designed to heal if you give it the right building blocks. So, and, and that was just kind of what I saw. So even though I kind of loved like the idea of going further from medical assisting into maybe nursing, I just didn't love the medical model. And I had a hard time. I was so lucky that I worked for a nurse practitioner who was like, hey, she worked a lot harder at root causes and then going out of her way to say, so eat these things and do this kind of movement. See this chiropractor. You know, she did a really good job with trying to do other things besides just taking a pharmaceutical to cover up the um, symptom or to change the symptom. So I liked that. And I was like, why don't, <laughs> why don't we do that more? Um, so I, I had a hard time progressing in my own, um, like traditional college education because I just didn't like, I didn't love that model. I felt like there was something more we could do. And at the same time I left home, my mom was like, all right, raising kids. I've had enough of that. So she was like, she went to the um, Utah college of massage therapy school and became a massage therapist. And that's a pretty awesome college. They talk about a whole bunch of different modalities. You have to get a whole bunch of hours. And so whenever we would get together, she um, would also be like, okay, so I, did, I learned this thing. So she kept teaching me all these things she was learning as a way to help her because she's like, oh, I'm so old, I can't go back to school, which we all know isn't true, right? Absolutely. So she would like call me and be like, oh, I just learned this thing. What do you think? And I'm like, oh, you know, it was so, it was a lot of fun. And before she even did that, she got her master's herbalist certification from the School of um, Natural Healing in Southern Utah. And so the same thing. So we just started on this conversation of, oh, I just learned about this thing. What do you think? Or to be like, I'm just trying out this thing. Will you be my guinea pig? And so I got to learn along the, the way, you know, of all these awesome things. And I was like, oh, I like that better because it helped me feel better. It helped me give, gave me an option when I started having kids myself. So I went ahead and became a family herbalist from the School of Natural Healing. Um, yeah, it was, and thank you. Shout out to my sister Valerie, who were like, 
was living with me at the time and totally took care of my kids so I could be like on my computer answering my questions because it was the kind of hey, the first Valerie. time we'd ever gotten I know, yay! <laughs> first time we've really gotten into like online courses it was like a brand new thing where they still like ship me the the books and the videos but the tests were online so thank goodness for that and I could do it at my own pace so I could put my kids down for a nap and read a little bit or watch a little video and then do, do that so that was really cool and then I went on to get some certifications and mentoring from three key elements and certifications with like symphony of the cells three key elements oh my god um, three key elements really <laughs> helped my own mindset that was super awesome but also gave me tools because I was like hey I'm gonna have to mentor these toddlers eventually <laughs> like <laughs> We're going to go past just teaching moments and go into like mentoring moments, like brain training. So I love that about three key elements. Symphony of the cells, um, emotion code, tapping. Um, and so when Belinda started teaching me about advanced alignment technique, it like pulled all those modalities together for me into one pretty brilliant um, modality that I really, really love. Yeah. So as far as that, it's just like also like, oh, that's a cool book. Um, Barbara Brennan's hands of healing, you know, type, type of stuff for energy, um, feelings buried alive, never die, just cool stuff, just cool books that my mom's like, oh, I read this here, and I'm like, yeah, you know, or, you know, Boleyn's like, hey, I read that here, you know, um, so it was really fun, that's, that's it, just all the stuff that I pulled through, like going to different classes, taking different certifications, um, reading different books, um, so Belin went to got, get her, her certification for the, at the Institute of National he Health and Healing for the, yeah. yeah. International, <laughs> I forgot what it's called. International <laughs> Institute of Nutrition. <laughs> Is that it? Please write that down. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's it's IIN. <laughs> it's been so long. Oh my goodness. <laughs> And the thing is, I like still have like the documentation, so I'll flip through it. But the logo is IIN, so I really don't, you know, it's the content, <laughs> not the name. That that, that right, that, right. That's and that's not cool. the name of the tool. <laughs> right. It's how that's you execute it. It's all about the content, right, and how we use it. And there's so much really great content out there. Like I love Peter J. Uh, Diadamo. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. I've never heard it said before. But he did the Eat Right for Your Blood Type. <laughs> You can you can change your genetics you know he wrote some pretty cool books about look at you are what you eat really and and then we're learning more like we're getting into these cool fields of epigenetics and we're learning that we can turn our genes on and off yeah. by what we consume and what we have around us what we're taking in um and that's more than just and food stick with this because we're gonna end up talking about this you know yeah mm -hmm. like, keep turning in hopefully yeah. there's gonna be more than oh <laughs> Good, we can do five more minutes. <laughs> five, five more minutes. So it's all about that. It's about more like what we're getting, like the content that we're bringing in. And then it goes back to that cool like epigenetics and what we're going to do. And, and it's more than the food we eat, although that does have so much power um, over our cellular health. But what are, what, what are we washing our clothes in? Then that cl those clothes sit on our body. What moisturizer are we using? What cleaners around the home are we using? It all compounds like, into what, what words are we using? Yeah, what, yeah, exactly. What, what words are we using? What's our mind and mental health? Like, what are we putting out in the universe that we're getting back? Because we are what we eat, we reap what we sow. <laughs> so, um, Belinda, before you go, I did want to ask you one last question. Like, I thought it would be really fun is what books are you reading right now? 
Oh, I'm still reading Boundaries. I don't remember who it's by. John Townsend and Harry Henry Cloud. Yeah, well, of course, Duca recommended it. So. <laughs> That's why she's like, oh, yeah, by so-and-so. Um, <laughs> so It's so book. good. Everyone should read it. It's so good. So, um, it, oops, I totally bypassed title page. Um, so I am, okay. So because of my neurosarcoid, um, it affected... I ended up having a lot of brain inflammation. I ended up suffering from hydrocephalus, which is where the fluid does not recycle in your brain and go down your spinal stem. And then like my buffalo hump back here at the, you know, C7 at the base of your neck, like where your necklace ends, you have a little like bump right there. We call that the buffalo hump. Um, when you're on, I was on high doses of, of uh, prednisone, like 60 milligrams a day where that just like swelled up and it was like like someone looked like they put like a uh an orange underneath my skin so all of that inflammation affected the way my brain was swelling and stuff and then i had um uh the compression on my frontal lobe caused a little bit of damage and my short-term memory was affected so on top of that the neurosarcoid um, caused me multiple instances of optic neuritis. So I lost my vision where sometimes even just reading or like patterns of like light, dark, light, dark um, would get me confused because my brain had to reorganize it. And even though it's in microseconds, it was microseconds longer than say Duca would have to organize it. So I have pretty much stuff on my phone and then I have this cool little app on my iPhone where you no speakable content could be found on the screen. It kind of reads it so I can read it and now I can't turn it off. <laughs> so, so yeah, boundaries is not turning off now. Okay. Come on boundaries. So, um, so when I'm reading a book, I listen to it as I'm going through the page. So it takes me a little bit longer, but I, you know, I'm able to retain more information that way versus just trying to read or just trying to listen. So it takes me a little bit longer, but I'm getting through it. But boundaries, I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Especially, you know, for people who have narcissists in their life who don't respect boundaries we set, um, which I happen to have one. <laughs> And so um, just learning about it and like talking to my kid about setting up his boundaries. And I'm very much a you know, proponent of claiming your sovereignty and drawing a line. And this has a lot to do with it. And the boundaries we set within ourselves, like are you keeping those little, those little micro promises that we make? Like, oh, I promise to get up when the alarm goes off. And then you like hit snooze 17 times. So... I, I oh like my word yeah we could 100 percent do like three classes yeah. a month on boundaries because I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm reading boundaries i'm reading i'm listening to, also listening to the chemist by stephanie meyer and i'm also reading um healing power of essential oils by dr uh Zelinsky. so i got oh, a couple I things going book. on i love that book <laughs> No, we like, saw okay. him joe uh josie and i saw him live when we went to convention uh two years ago the really? last, yeah, before the oh. pandemic, that last live con convention. 
That's awesome. I was there. Yeah, he was um, at the tent across the street from the Salt Palace. That's awesome. Okay, I'm gonna hang out with you. You see all the cool people. <laughs> yeah. No, and you know what? The, the and we're gonna talk about this on another uh, episode. Um, a lot, you know, men, working with other people, um, especially with light workers. So if you're attracted to us, you're probably a light worker or in some form of energy or energetic realm. And um, there's this whole thing about selling and being of service. And like the first, I think the first chapter is like going through this woman's day hour by hour, right? And it's saying like, you know, she's like, oh, like they call her and they're like, oh, well, at, you know, at the church retreat, I need someone because so-and-so is sick. So I need you to do all of these things for me where, you know, she wanted just to go out and be in nature and, and you know, reclaim her peace and, and mindset and all this stuff. And, and, you know, like the lady's like, oh, well, that's what it is to be of service to God, you know, and it's like totally destroyed her boundary, <laughs> you know? And it was just like, so many people believe that to be of service means to like trample and, and just disrespect yourself or to, you know, like, especially with sales and selling, like, you know, you sell a product or a service and they're like, oh, well, let me give it to you for free or, or let me mentor you for free or let me help you realign and neutralize that belief for free um, because I want to be of service. And there's, you know, you totally disregard that divine exchange in there. And then that opens the door for people going, well, you know, you kind of blur the line between friend and client and, and how you're showing up for people. So I really mm -hmm. love this book. So good. I think that if you believe in a higher power and you're a woman, you have, and you have, and you have, and, or you have kids, like if you fit any of those categories, you, or you just breathe. <laughs> right. If you're a human being, you, you should read this book. It's so funny because every time you watch something with Isabel, I'm watching stuff as well as well as really into say yes to the dress the Atlanta version because they, she loves the Southern accent and the drama down there. So she's all, I don't work. She's all like boundary, boundary. And I'm like, boundary. <laughs> I love it. I love your kids so much. Oh, oh man. God, she is so fun. <laughs> kids are so awesome. I'm so glad I had them. They teach me so much. I am a way better human having taken the time to have kids. <laughs> So, but I love it. I love this segment. We talked kind of ended on boundaries and I'm thinking maybe our next episode, what do you think? Boundaries? Well, let's talk about it. Well, because I think we both have a lot to say about that. Apparently we do. <laughs> That's a little preview for next time. Um, if you want to connect with us or ask us questions, I don't know how that works. <laughs> follow us on Facebook for we now. We just like jumped into this podcast. Yeah, we truly did. Like, Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to follow me, I'm at D comma essential life. It's not a comma. It's an apostrophe. apostrophe. D. Yeah. D. So it's like D essential life. It's like a super cool play on my first letter. And the fact that I, I, I love talking about things are like 
what I feel are the foundation of having a quality life. So you can reach me, you can, you can messenger me at uh, D essential life and it's D apostrophe essential space life. Um, <laughs> good luck finding me on Facebook because you can't spell my name. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, but, um, but seriously, if you want to yeah. semester me on Facebook. <laughs> and we're both working on our website, so that yeah. will be coming soon. And as, as always, and as we all are, we're a work in progress. Yeah. And so, we're just continuing. The <laughs> but anyway, sorry, I'm going to let you go in just a minute, Belen. But while I'm on this roll, um, so if you want to ins uh, message me on Facebook, it's going to be D-I-E-U-W-K-E -E space K-A-Y. That's what it is. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, on Facebook, I am, um, my page is not what the doctor ordered because, you know, everything I went through with like 15 doctors on my dance card, everyone told me I couldn't do this. So this is definitely the stuff we're going to share with you is probably you'll probably not have a doctor recommend all those. So um, unless you have like a really cool naturopathic doctor like I do. <laughs> well, you know, and I think doctors are getting smarter. I think they're starting to realize there's a lot more out there than yeah. what's in that physician's desk reference. Yeah, you know? it's sad because um, I feel like, and you know, this is totally my own um, soapbox, but insurance companies are really like honing in on that profitability of pharmaceuticals. So they're drilling into the doctors with consequences as far. And again, this is my personal opinion. Nobody has officially told me this. Um, I, you know, don't sue me or take me to court. But again, in my opinion, there is something, you know, there's a, something big brotherish about the insurance companies and telling doctors like you need to prescribe something or you need to offer them a prescription before you offer um, something that is not profitable. And I'll just leave it at that. Again, that's my opinion. And um, because there was so much resistance and there still continues to be so much resistance to, you know, my choices in how I manage my health care. I still go to the doctor, but there it's always like even the words that they use, like, where is it hiding? We know it's still there. Um, you got lucky. You know, um, the, the one that I love is um, spontaneous remission. You know, you were lucky because you had spontaneous remission. So it's like, Okay, if that's what you want to call it, just disregard all of my hard work. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so my brand is not what the doctor ordered, and doctor is D R, doctor, not the whole word. Um, so you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, I have been on a hiatus. We're we're coming back strong now. So, um, Duca is motivating me. You guys are motivating me. Um. You know, at this point, this is our first podcast. This is our first broadcast, whatever, however you found us um, through YouTube, through, I don't even know where we're going to put this as a podcast, um, but I hope- Welcome. Welcome to Wild Card Wellness. We are so glad you're here and yeah. that you are open to hearing our opinion <laughs> and hopefully 
trying some new stuff out and maybe it'll change your life. Yep. And if you're suffering from any kind of a label that was given to you by someone wearing a white coat, I just want to leave you with the thought that your body is remarkable. It is powerful. It is intuitive. And all it needs is a little support um, to help it get back on track. Some TLC, some, you know, proper, you know, layering and scaffolding, all of that extra help. And that's what we want to help you realize. And, you know, I, we hope that you come back. So thank you for spending this time with us. Woo, we did our first podcast. <laughs> or whatever this is. <laughs> thank you, Duca. Thank you for entertaining all my crazy ideas. <laughs> oh, you're, I love your crazy ideas. Okay, we love everyone. Welcome to Wild Card Wellness. We will see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Wild Card Wellness. You can find us on YouTube and Facebook at Wild Card Wellness, as well as on Instagram at Wild Card Wellness underscore with D and B. Until next time, stay wild and stay well.
Thank you for listening to Wildcard Wellness. You can find us on YouTube and Facebook at Wildcard Wellness, as well as on Instagram at Wildcard Wellness underscore with D and B. Until next time, stay wild and stay well.